Happy New Year, everybody. As we enter into 2021, I want you to know that God wants you to enter it and live through whatever year it may be with confidence. Because, and you can take your notes out if you'd like to follow along, God wants his followers to walk in life with confidence. Not cockiness, but, co but confidence. He doesn't want us living in fear and in, in intimidation by what life brings. There's, there's passages all through the Bible that speak to this. And I just want to give you just a few here. Psalm 57, 7 says this, My heart is confident in, in you, O God. My heart is confident. No, no, one, no wonder I can sing praises at no matter what goes on whenever our heart is confident before Him. Psalm 112, 1, 7 and 8, it says this, Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying His commands. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. God wants us living this life, not in fear, not in intimidation, not fearing the future, but walking in faith and confidence in the future. Very familiar passage, probably one of the most familiar passages that, that I have quoted over and over again is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, where it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. His desire is that we live this life in confidence. Confident people make better decisions. Did you know that? Most decisions made from a position of cockiness or fear end up decisions that you regret. A person that is confident in who God is and who he is in God is not manipulated by fear of missing out or fear of what's to come. So they're settled in their confidence in who they are and who God is so it helps them to make better decisions. I strongly believe that God desires and has provided for his people to live a life of confidence and not a life of regret. A life of settled trust. A lot of pastors at the beginning of the year come up with a, with a certain word to help give direction for their lives and for their, for their congregation <clears throat> for that year. And some of the words that I've heard pastors over the last year or so have been encounter and fresh and joy. And, it just, you know, they, they have a word that they bring to their congregation. And I've really never... I've never done that, not because, not because I think it's bad, because I think it, I think it is really good. 
I think it can be helpful. I've just never, I've just never done that very much. I did it a, like two or three years ago. There was just in prayer, there was a word, and you, some of y'all may have, may remember it. At the beginning, it was either 2018, I think, 17 maybe. Expectation came. And I, and I preached a, mess, a series of messages on divine expectation. And <clears throat> that was the last time that I actually had a word like that that I brought to the congregation at the beginning of the year. About a month ago, um, during our regular Saturday morning prayer, and I was going through my through my pattern, and during this 21 days of prayer, I encourage you, if you, have, if you have a problem praying for a period of time, then I encourage you to, to get a, it, it's probably because you don't have a process or you don't have a pattern. And we have, if you don't have one of the Pray First guides, they're available to you out in the foyer for free, give you several helps to spend, to develop your, your prayer time and mine has been for years, and I've, I've talked about this over and over again, where I'll spend the first few minutes on, on praise and worship, just acknowledging who God is. And then I'll spend the next few minutes thanking Him for some things. And if you, if you don't have a pattern, this is one that has worked for me for years. I'll spend some time in just thanksgiving. And then... Next comes confession. Coming, God, search my heart. Search my thoughts. If there's doubts and fears and, and sin, whatever, remove that. And then I'll start praying inter intercession, which is praying for you. And then I'll end with petition, praying for needs for myself. And all through that, it's held together. Your fingers are held together with the palm. And so every time I'm listening for God may be wanting to say something. Because communication, prayer is communication. And good communication is not just one-sided talking. <laughs> so I'm listening for God to say something. Well, I got to the intercession time. And just praying for you, praying for the needs that have been turned in. And then it, praying for the country, and then it turns to praying for Sunday morning and praying for the unmistakable presence of God. And during that time, just out of the blue, three words came to mind that just felt like these were three words that needed to be spoken to our congregation coming into 2021. So over the today and for the next two weeks, we're going to be covering these three words for 2021. And they're words that will, that will provide confidence in 2021. I believe with all of my heart they will. These words, these three words are clean, full, and free. Clean, full, and free. 
And today we're going to talk about that word clean that can bring confidence because a clean life builds confidence. A clean life builds confidence. 1 John 3.21 says this, Dear friends, if, you, if your hearts do not, con- if our hearts don't condemn us, we have confidence before God. So a clean life brings confidence. Brings confidence to where whenever you pray, you know that God hears you. And if you know that God hears you, you know that he answers you. So a clean life builds confidence. A clean life is is possible and available to everybody. There's really no reason for anyone to live a life in shame and condemnation. Y'all hear me? And I'm whether here or there, there's no reason. God has provided a way to where none of us should live our lives in shame or condemnation. Isaiah, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how dark. It doesn't matter how terrible. The things that you may have done. I love Isaiah 118. It says, come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Isn't that awesome? Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. So it doesn't matter. God is saying, come on, let's settle this. There's no reason for you, to, for you to be living a life with, with your sin holding you down. Because I can wash it white as snow. Romans 8, very familiar passage. Romans 8, 1 and 2, it says this. So there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. A clean life is possible and is available to each and every one of us. Praise God. And in that, a clean, that clean life builds confidence in life. <clears throat> All right. Moving on quickly. A clean life is is a one-time event, and it's a continual process. <laughs> Back during the summer, <clears throat> it was the hottest part of the summer. Why I choose the hottest part of the summer to do that, and then I chose the coldest day of the winter to put up Christmas lights for my wife. I mean, it was 60 degrees one day. The next day, it's in the 20s, and I'm out there with the wind blowing, putting up lights. I'm confident, but I can be stupid. The hottest part of the summer, part of our yard, a lot of our yard in the back is really shaded, and grass has a hard time growing, so I got like eight loads of gravel and two or three loads of rock. Got out there, was spreading that gravel everywhere, and 
and Seth was helping me some. You know, he was, he was doing the machine while I was doing the physical label because I'm the man with the muscle. And I was carrying those rocks around and put, you know, trying to line it out and make it look good. And then I got, got ordered a, a, some pallets of, of uh, St. Augustine grass because that's supposed to be good in the shade, grow good in the shade. Got a tiller and beat myself ragged uh, trying to work that tiller, I mean. And by the time we got that, that grass put out, I was so nasty. I mean, I had mud and dirt all over my clothes all on my hands, in my nails, all over my face. I mean, you could tell from a mile away that that man needed a shower. I know that I stunk. And after I went in and, and took a shower, good hot shower, and Irish Spring soap, and by the time I got... Done with that shower, I felt clean, squeaky, fresh. I smelled good. There was nothing like that. And I was thankful for that because I was clean. Now, <clears throat> I was clean then. But how many of you know I... I've had a shower since then, too. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And even though you, a person may not have been able, if I hadn't taken one, you may not be able to tell by looking from a long way off. But I promise you, the closer I got to you, the more you'd realize that man needs a shower. It's the same way with us spiritually. We come to God, and sometimes we come to God with all of our, with all of our dirtiness, and people from a mile away can tell that we need, a, we need to be cleaned up. And man, it feels so good whenever we just bring our sin and our failures and our shame and our guilt and we let God just wash over us. But it's important that we continue to do that. Because just like if we don't take a physical shower, even though we can dress up and look good, the closer we get, hmm, something don't smell right around here. In our attitudes, in our actions, because a clean life is a, is a one-time event. It's called justification, just as if we've never sinned. But there's also a continual process of sanctification, of becoming more and more like Christ that needs to happen on a consistent basis. 
If I hadn't had a shower in a few days, I wouldn't want anybody to get very close to me. I would lose my confidence and closeness with people. Because I would be, if the closer I got, the more I would be feeling like they may find out what's going on. They may, they may discern that some may write. It is imperative, listen to me, to live, come into 2021 in confidence. It's imperative that we have that fresh cleaning, no question. We need that justification. But, but salvation, is, salvation is the most important thing, but it is not the only thing. And for us to continue to live in confidence, we need to let God just continually clean us. We lose our confidence. We don't want anybody to get too close whenever we hadn't let him wash through us because we feel like they may discern some things up. But God says, and I want to encourage you, there ain't, there's no perfect people here. Don't, don't separate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Eve, if, if you hadn't had a shower in a while, come on close. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Here's what James 5.16 says. Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. In other words, so that you can get cleaned up. We confess our sin to, to God so that we can be forgiven of sin. We confess our sin to one another so that we can be healed of sin. So come on close. We all stink sometimes. <laughs> all right, moving on. A clean life is the result. Seth, you come on back. It's the result of... Of the work on the cross. And it's a continual washing. Of the word of God. It is so important. For us to consistently be in the word of God. I encourage you. We, we read through the one year Bible. Whether it's that. Or you read through the book of John. Over and over and over again. Sometimes it's better to read one, one chapter 50 times than it is to read 50 chapters one time real quick. Let that come on in and just wash, wash through you. A clean life is the result of the work on the cross and a continual washing of the word. Here's the way, what it says in Ephesians chapter 5. Starting with verse 25. For husbands, this means... Loves your wife. I'm not, we're not talking about, we're not having a marriage conference right now. So you'll have to go back and read the passages before this. But you'll see the point in just a second. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean. This is what, this is the work on the cross. 
washed by the cleansing of God's word. So it's the work on the cross and it's a continual washing of the word over our lives and into our lives. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Praise God. I believe with all of my heart that this could, we're living in the last of the last days. I really do believe that. And God wants to present Himself a church that is clean, that is glorious without spot or without wrinkle. I got some wrinkles <laughs> the older I get. Sometimes I get... These young people, they wear wrinkled clothes. I don't wear wrinkled clothes. I press my clothes. I'm an iron man. Spots come out with washing. Wrinkles come out with pressing. Sometimes God uses water and soap in His Word. Sometimes He uses circumstances that bring a little pressing, a little heat. And no matter which way, which way it comes, whenever we are submitted to Him, and we're allowing Him to continually clean our lives. We will walk in life, whether it be the washing that feels so good or the pressing that doesn't feel that great. We will have confidence whenever we're going through it because God is always good and He's always for us. He wants what is best for us. Closeness to God is experienced when we allow our lives to be washed by God's Word. Whenever we place ourselves in a position for the Word of God to just wash over us. Clarity from God is experienced when we allow, when we allow our lives to be washed by God's Word. If you're walking in confusion, man, just... Get underneath the washing of the Word of God. Let it clean you up where you can hear clearly what God has for you. Confidence is experienced when we allow our lives to be washed by God's Word. Because I do believe that we are living in the last of the last days. It could happen before we go home today. All the stuff has been taken care of. It's set up, man. It, the world is set up for the Antichrist right now. I believe that we can be very excited about that. There's no reason for us to not be excited about that. Even if we have spots and wrinkles, all we have to do is humble ourselves before God. And He welcomes those that are dirty 
that are nasty, that may look good on the outside, but come say, Lord, I am stinking on the inside. Wash me clean. The only way it happens, you can't do it yourself. Can't do it. That that day during the, back in the summer, if I tried to clean myself without water and soap, <laughs> it would have been a mess. Stayed a mess. And that's what happens whenever we try to do it ourselves. Instead of just coming and saying, God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. The best way to start any year, but especially 2021, is to come before God and say, Lord, search my heart. Know my thoughts. Show me the areas in my life that need to be washed clean. And then change me to be who you want me to be. Amen. God, in Jesus' name, I come before you. And I thank you that we can walk in confidence through life. No matter what life brings, we can can go through it with confidence. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to try to clean up.